You're listening to the Known Legacy Podcast, brought to you by Known Legacy Ministries. For more info, go to www.knownlegacy.org or look for us on social media under Known Legacy. Now here's your hosts, Bill and Travis. Good morning, Bill. How you doing, man? I'm doing very well. How are you doing? I am good. So let me ask you a question. What is Halloween going to look like this year in the COVID? And, you know, I'll be honest with you. I'm scared that um, many of our uh, fabulous uh, opportunities to connect with our neighbors are uh, being shut down over and over again. So um, fear and Halloween, and I'm wondering what's going on there. Well, I don't know your reality, but I'm, I think everyone has to wear a mask on Halloween. <laughs> so I think we've got that covered. <laughs> and then sanitize each piece of candy before exactly. your kid gets into it. Well, we're going to try and do, we're still planning on doing a uh, trunk or treat. Yeah. We're going to keep moving. But we're, we may even use like tongs and ladles, like, hey, scoop out the, and <laughs> hand it to the kids or wear gloves or something like that. That's and a good idea. That's so a great solution. I think just ways, because I think there's so many people who still want to get out there. And again, I go back to C.S. Lewis and the idea of like, let's continue to do life, uh, you know, how, how do I say it? I'd rather die with my boots on, and that's no disrespect to anybody. Like, no, right. But I, but I just, I just continue to see people who who want to live. You know, I, I saw this story a couple weeks or uh, two days ago, I think it was, and even a couple weeks ago, about um, a couple, and this woman was dying of of COVID, and like ninety years old. It was so sad. Right. But her husband was like, I don't care. Like, I spent my life with you. I'm going to go in and see. So he was, you know, he was he had everything on and everything, but he was like. I, I know there was definitely a fight to the, to get him to this point of the, of the video that he was able to go in and see his wife, and she was right. she wasn't cognitive she wasn't cognitive that he was there. I, at least I don't think so. Right. Um, but he was just like, I love. It. He just wanted to touch her and hold her. And, and at that point, you're like, you're 90. Like, right. Uh, this person I spent my life with, I'm not worried about a disease if she's going to go. Right. And so so there's a lot more people that are in, in that kind of boldness of like, I'm just going to go and do. And please, I don't want to sound disrespectful because this is real. I've had some stories with some friends who are who are nurses who've had to hold the phone for people to right. say goodbye. I right. don't know what that feels like. So this is real. But if this is the end, how do I want to go? And uh, and I don't want fear to dictate that reality for me. Right. And and again, please, I didn't say anything about masks. I didn't say anything about <laughs> my political belief or anything like that. Info at knownlegacy.org <laughs> exactly. if you want to share your Yell thoughts, Bill. your own personal opinions on uh, everything else. No, but I think you're right. And there's so much uncertainty here. Yeah. And, and uncertainty seems to be the fertile ground of fear. And fear seems to be the fertile ground of um, just in, in inability to do anything. And yeah. that's why that boot comment is so beautiful because it's like, no. We still got things to do. We still got places to go. We still got, yeah. you know, we have life to live. Yeah. And so um, as this thing is grinding on to months and what could potentially be years, yeah. um, you know, we have a choice to make. Yeah. You know, how, how do we live with certainty in a very uncertain world? Yeah. You know? so, so let's talk about fears. So it's funny because I, I was looking up the top 10 fears of 2020. And uh, these are some weird <laughs> fears. Like uh, of 2020 or are these like forever? I think these were... These were pre-March of 2020. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, so, but it was uh, so number ten going ten to one. Number ten is trypophobia. Trypophobia. It's the fear of holes. <laughs> you know when you so, there used to be this thing around where like they would show like a like a strawberry without the seeds in it. Yeah, and it would put a chill down some people's spines and things like that. When I looked up trypophobia, T R Y P H O P H P O P H. Yeah, we got B I A, whatever. Yeah, yeah. spelling Tri- is not tri- our strong suit. Yeah, yeah. Let's keep going. Number eleven <laughs> is my fear of spelling, and so, uh, but but it's the fear of holes. When I looked it up, I realized, wow, this like put a chill down my spine. Some of these, you know, like 
honeycombs and things like that. Like honeycombs didn't freak me out, but then you saw these ones and it was like they put all these eyeballs and like it's like freaking weird. And so, anyways, uh, the fear of holes is number ten. Number nine is aerophobia, the fear of flying. Okay, that one I get. That yep. one I get. Number eight, misophobia, the fear of germs, which I'm pretty sure is number one now. <laughs> so <laughs> that one's used to be up. number eight. Number seven is claustrophobia, <laughs> the fear of small places. Uh, number six is astrophobia, the fear of thunder and lightning. Oh, I know some people that live in that. Yeah, like yeah. freaked I mean, out. Yeah, like like if there's a storm coming, their entire life shuts down, and yeah. they are they are just like I'm terrified. Done. My dog freaks out with that. He like hides yeah. under the bed, and I'm like, "You're too fat anymore to hide under the bed." <laughs> so, because I'm under there too, and I'm too fat to hide. Under, I'm just kidding. Uh, number five is cynophobia, the fear of dogs. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally get that. Call that, this the mailman fear, I yeah, guess. You know, I, so. I, I, well, and if you've ever had a negative I- encounter with a dog, particularly in your yeah. growing up years, yeah, I totally get that legitimate fear because they can they can turn on you in a in a in a, but not as bad as cats. And cats aren't on the list. Like cats are like satanic. <laughs> you could be holding a cat and be all nice and like right. claw your face. And so, uh, number four, agoraphobia, the fear of open or crowded spaces. So they're like people, more people are, are, groups of people are afraid of that than than claustrophobia. Yes, yeah, and that's interesting. Weird? Yeah, um, number three, acrophobia, the fear of heights. Mm. Number two, ophidiophobia, the fear of snakes. That now I'd see where that one's. See, I think that one's actually more of our biology. Like, I think there's we are hardwired to be afraid of snakes. Yeah, you know, and I think uh, yeah. that's just like you know you see something crawling around on the ground and and you immediately yeah. And, and would we put all amphibians in there? Because my wife is terrified of geckos oh, and snakes. Which are like the friendliest little guys. And frogs. And so I'm wondering if it just should be all amphibians. Well, anything whose tail falls off, you feel bad for it. Like, <laughs> oh, crud, your tail fell off. How do I put this back on? You're trying to glue you, it back on. Why like, are you peeing on me? Exactly. I've never tried to glue a tail back on. But anyways. Neither have I. But that would be more <laughs> traumatic. I think they would have a fear. Yeah, their their fear is the redhead weirdo that tries to <laughs> glue their tail back on. Anyways, and number one. Run away, run away, <laughs> run away. Is arachnophobia. Oh, yeah, that's spiders. me. Yeah, that's me in a heartbeat. Have I you seen those bird-eating spiders from Australia? Uh, no, and I'm not going to search oh, that because I you hate search spiders. It, up, it is the scariest-looking thing in the world. <laughs> so um, one of the guys from our cigar church that we do, uh, we used to do here, um, he knows he's, he's scared of heights. And uh, I'm terrified of spiders, so we'll go back and forth on a regular basis. He'll like, he'll find something on the webs and send it to me about spiders. And there's one that he just sent me actually last yesterday. Yeah, and it's um some Asian company uh, country, and and you see this huge bowl full of tarantulas, oh. and they're just using these um you know uh, oh oh uh chopsticks to pick them up, you know, and everything else. And then they like flash fry them, and then they eat them. And I'm like, no, there's there's a hundred nose with that right there like if that was my diet I, d- I definitely would lose weight immediately right right and you know what i know it's part of their culture and everything else i get it but no no i just couldn't do it no could I you mean, i've seen them like i've seen like scorpions on a stick kind of thing yeah fried, and i like, could do I'm scorpions good, i could good. probably do like mealworms i'm all in Ugh, gosh, you know just the word worm other things like that but but you put a spider like my thought is if if it's big enough to grow its own hair and it has eight legs the thing should be destroyed like just out and out yeah, just eradicated. Like done. I will burn down my house if I ever find a yeah. tarantula in my house. My house is gone. Gone. So, and well, you can use this in the trial when uh, you know insurance and everything else. <laughs> so I don't know how the house burned down. It just burned down. Then don't look up the <laughs> Goliath bird-eating spider. No, I won't. Don't do that at all. It's scary. But you know, so I just like I said. Obviously, the list was probably made before March of 2020. Right. Because you know? because I thought about other fears and I thought about work and this this thing goes through my head. 
So many people, will I, will I have a job? Will I get sick if I go to work? Will I get someone else sick if I go to work? If I lose my job, how will I pay my bills? If I can't pay my bills, will I get evicted? Will we, will we you know, where will we live? Will I ever recover from this financial rain? And then school, the same thing. Are my kids going to go back to school? Is this the last actual email or is there something new that will tell us something different? Like, right. is this the last one or it's like uncertainty, oh, tomorrow? Uncertainty, uncertainty. Yeah. Will my child get sick? Will they get someone else sick? Will my senior graduate and get into a good school? Will they ever be able to, to be around people anymore? Will it ever be the same? Is it always going to be this? way we'll run out of you know again we'll run out of mac and cheese and toilet paper again like will that happen <laughs> paper towels man that was the latest one exactly couldn't find paper towels anywhere like, drove me crazy world? and i just well, i this feel is like such a happy podcast thanks bill now I know, that right? we're all I know. come on um our, our blood pressure is high and our hearts pounding in our chest thank you so much so thanks for listening to gnomelegacy.org <laughs> have a great day and uh, you guys just have a good day out there um not knowing what tomorrow's gonna hold so that's but, but i think i think if i had to blanket all of these thoughts it's 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 one main fear of uncertainty like right. you said before uncertainty what if like What's going to happen? What's going to happen tomorrow? I don't know. I don't know. And as I thought about this, as, as, as me and you were talking, this idea of, man, we can't be certain about the future. So we live in this constant uncertainty, but we, we can be certain about specific things. Right. Well, and, 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 and I would say this, like, has anything really changed? I mean, I know that we have a new identified boogeyman. But the future has always been uncertain. Yeah. Like illness yeah, yeah. has always been uncertain. Health has always been. Un- We've lived under the illusion of certainty. Yes. And we found some false comfort there. Yeah. But the truth is and the reality is tomorrow is never known. Never guaranteed. You exactly. And I, and I think that's, you know, and, and when I thought about this, I thought about Daniel chapter three. And Daniel, you know, Daniel sets up. See, I thought about just crawling into bed in a fetal <laughs> position and staying there for the rest of my life. Yeah, watching so, reruns of The Office until the day that you die. <laughs> right. I know I can trust Pam and Jim. I know I can. They love each other. And that's what matters. And Dwight, I know he's going to mess it up somehow. Exactly. He's going to be the man. So but, so I, I thought about this and I'm going, as, as you look at the backstory of Daniel, and I've been reading through Kings and we talked about it last time with Hezekiah and things like that. Right. But this idea of what happened was at this time, Nebuchadnezzar came in kidnapped a bunch of kids and brought them back out right. so it's like if if canada or mexico came in and stole a bunch of our of our kids and then came back and we had to live without them essentially and here they are in this country well if i was one of those kids that was that 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 was kidnapped i'd immediately be like god you've you've forsaken me i'm done like, right. i'm done my situation changed didn't get better you ruined it you're not you're not real right end result but they didn't do that and i love that they're that in the midst of uncertainty am i going to die Am I going to ever see again? Like, in fact, I've been given a new name. So you're, you're no longer Travis. You are, yeah, Travoltian. You know, or I don't know. No. <laughs> that's, that's the name you give me? Travoltian? I don't know. Sound it's kind of like, cool. I sound like I'm a Japanese cartoon character from the 80s. That's okay, then, Akira. During the it day, is. I'll be a cat. And during the night, a robot. <laughs> a robot. Travankian. But, but I look at this and I'm like, they were given new names. And then, so here you go. As time goes on, Nebuchadnezzar ends up building a, a statue out of gold for himself. And he's, you know, hey, whenever there's, there's a sound of, of the instruments, you're going to bow down to this. And these guys, in the midst of being taken away from their family, no one around them uh, understands their, 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 their trust in their God. And they stepped out. They've made some steps. They've done some things. But, man, they're having to stand in the gap with nobody else. There were three guys. And everybody else. So, so your school teacher, your your doctor, your lawyer, your your you know your 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 IT guy, your you know the guy at your coffee shop. They all bow down except for you. So the social pressures there, as well as there is this physical, I'm gonna kill you right. if you don't bow down. And I love what they say. 
in verse 15 of chapter 3. It was so neat. So as I'm looking through this, so you've got this, these guys are standing in front of Nebuchadnezzar. He gives them the offer, bow down or I'm going to kill you. I'm going to put you in this fiery furnace. Right. And, uh, and it says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, these three guys, answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. So we're not going to change our, our We're idea. not playing the game. If this be so, our God whom we serve was, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if we roast, <laughs> if as we're in there, the pains of the fire that are seven times hotter than anything else that devoured the two guys who, who are going to throw us in, if, you know, but, but if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image you've set up. Right. They went out. They, they were willing to go out with their boots on. I'm going to trust God regardless because my certainty is not in what you're doing and providing, but my certainty is in the God who saves. Right. And know that you will not get the best of me because I trust in this God who I can be certain. And even if he's not saving me in this temporal place, there's an eternal salvation that will come. Yes. Right. Yes. And so, so it's this idea of we, we can't be certain of our, of our future, but we can be certain of who God is. So, uh, you know, the, the second thing I was thinking about was we draw a line in the sand. Know who you serve before you're asked the question. Joshua, Joshua at the end of his life, you right, know, he had right. done all these great it. things. Yeah. Joshua is one of my heroes in the scriptures, and he's about to die in uh, Joshua 24. And he gives this commendation to, to, to the nation of Israel. He's like, hey, listen, here's the deal. Here's all the great things. Here's, here's what God has done. And at the end of it, in, in uh, verse 15, he says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And somewhere long before he stepped into the Jordan, long before he overtook, um, you know, uh, the, the city of, you know, uh, of AI when he, when, when he right. walked around it. No, no, the city of Jericho. Jericho. Sorry, yeah. AI is the one where they, where they, they failed. And, and so, so he, long before this, he said, God, I'm going to serve you no matter what. And I, I struggle to see individuals who are with that much resolute desire and then to say, I'm going to serve no matter what. When it doesn't make sense, I'm going to do this. And he drew a line in the sand. Right. And his certainty was, again, not in the situation at hand, but in the situation of who God was. And he said, I'm going to be certain about this thing, that my God can save me. That Joshua 9, he said, be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid for your, I'm with you wherever you go. He's right. like, okay, God's with me. We forget this. I, I'm sorry. I forget this. Right. And I think most people do. It's easy to get caught up. You know, when social media is throwing every kind of fact and truth at you. You know, so even now I look at, I look at our society and, and I keep thinking about this as I've stepped farther and farther away from social media, as I've stepped farther and farther away and back into true authentic relationships with individuals mm -hmm. that even the people that I love and know, um, the arguments are, it's no longer here is truth and we're going to both pursue this with the idea that neither of us have this down, right. but that when truth comes, there's a, humi a humility to go, Hey, I was wrong. Right. Or, Hey, you were wrong. Instead, it's here's these truths, and now you get I get to try and prove to you that my truth is truth. Right. We've we've lost absolute truth because we've stopped relying in what's certain, which is God's word. Right. So so I think think as we continue to to, to dig through this, that that man, when we we are not promised tomorrow, we are not promised the certainty of uh, an easy life. You know, I, I remember again. I'll go back to. I remember sitting with. Uh, uh, you know, hearing the stories of my brothers and sisters overseas. And again, we, we keep posting stuff about this and what's going on, how pastors oh. are being, are being beaten 
and thrown in thrown, thrown in the in, in the to prison camps and trying to be re quote unquote re, re concentration educated. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Happening about, in China right now. Right now. First started with the Muslims and now they're going for the Christians. Yes. And uh, you know, who are they gonna go for next? Exactly. You know, and, and we are so far removed from 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 the Holocaust and what it did and its effect that and we don't we don't educate ourselves now. And there's enough even documentaries, there's stories, story after story of what happened and we can't uh, for somehow we've we've divorced ourselves from pursuing knowledge in these things right. that we've just allowed it to happen and we and we move on and we don't we don't educate our children on these things so so as we walk through this uncertainty we need to know wow here's what happened in the past and regardless I was certain of this you know I just uh, finished reading the book Night by Eli Weasel if mm. you've ever if no. you've ever read it Night by Eli Weasel it's an easy read but when I mean easy it's not easy to to take in it's easy to physically read right it's a short book. But it's this guy's story, which eventually leads to, like, a death march. Right. And you're going, wow. Like, this thing really happened. Right. And it was inch at a time. But, but those who were there continued to trust. Yeah, they had doubts. They had fear. They had struggle. But they continued to see, wow, God, God's somewhere in this. And I don't know why, but, but the bigger picture was the enemy will do all he can to try and destroy his people. Mm, John 10, 10. Yeah. And so, so, so we, we, we have these situations that, that, that just come up in our lives. And so I guess my, my thought is what do we do in uncertain times? How do we become the Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego's of our day? Right. Cause parents, it's scary out there. And here we are with these, with our little tribe of kids that are going, how do we lead them right now? Because they're, they're getting information faster than you are. Right. You know, they're on TikTok, so obviously that's a very reliable source, <laughs> you know, and social media. And Twitter them, is very reliable, exactly, too. It's not cited at all, either way. Right. And so, um, I mean, the Babylon Bee has a lot of solid stuff, I think, from what I've heard. <laughs> and so, <laughs> but the idea that we can trust in certain things, and I, at this moment, what we need to run back to is God's word's true. You know, I read a uh, Christianity Today article from July 22nd of this year. It said that. Only 9% of followers of Christ read their Bible on a daily basis. That's tragic. Nine. It used to be 14, and it went down to nine. From 2019 to 2020, it went from 14% to nine. And then when this study, that study was done at the end of March, by July, by June, sorry, by June, it went down to 8.5% of Christians. Wow. Study their Bible. We're going the wrong direction. Yeah. And, and, and we're given months. Yes. To, 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 to reconnect with truth and reconnect to certainty. And we've just been allowed to be drug away in uncertainty and fear to take root. Yeah. And we, we spend our time scrolling. I'm, I'm guilty of it too. I get up and I start scrolling through and immediately the anxiety comes up again. I've said it before. If I make it three minutes on social media a day without being discouraged or, 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 or have like anxiety or fears, right. I'm doing really good. Right. And so, and, and again, I don't know if you're seeing this too, but I'm seeing a mass exodus from Facebook. Yeah, a lot of people not posting. They're like, yeah, I'm just good. I'm good. And and that's kind of, I think that's probably a good thing mentally yes. for us to get away from that a little bit. And so I, I think as as that happens, it's an opportunity for us to not allow that void to continue, but to fill that void with God's truth right. of who he is. So, so I want to give you a couple of verses today that share God's character. Okay. And the first one is, um, see, God had a few different character traits that are that are present through throughout the scriptures. And if we can boil them down to four things, I would say the first one is his omnipresence, which really just means, you, you know, he's, he's everywhere. everywhere. He's everywhere. Um, write these down if you're listening. Psalm 139, 7 to 12. Okay. And it speaks about God's character. It speaks about who he is. 
Well, and I think it's so important as we as we do talk about this that what we're doing is like in times of uncertainty, identify what is certain and learn to anchor to that stuff. Yeah. And and yeah. that's what we're really encouraging you to do. And we as parents have a chance to bring that to our kids. Now, yeah. again, the challenge is, is if only 8% of us are actually reading the scriptures of where certainty of God and who he is and his character, we don't know. And so it's hard to share it with our kids if they don't know. Yeah, right? so I think this is a great lesson for parents to go, hey, here's four points that we can talk about as school starts, as life or as school has already made its way through. For some of you in the Northeast school, has not started at this point, probably when we, when we launched this uh, right. actual podcast. But, um, but, but if you dig through it, you can see in Psalm 139, verse 7, I'll read this to you. Verse 7 to 12, it says, Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you're there. You're there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light about me be night, even the darkness is not dark to you, for the night is bright as day, for darkness is as light with you. We need to remember that God is in the light and the dark, that when we feel like he doesn't see us, he's like, I know exactly where you are. Right. Which can have a connotation, good and bad. Right. So, so For those who know Jesus, it's good. Yes. And so, so we can walk in the certainty that God is everywhere. The second one is his omniscience, which is all-knowing. And uh, that's in First Colossians, or First Colossians. Uh, that's that. That's that. That other book. No, it's in Col- no, it's in Colossians one. Yeah, gotcha. And this idea that God knows everything, and that should bring us comfort because He's not surprised by what we're going through. He's not surprised by the decisions our our leaders have made. And this doesn't mean that that He um, that He. Uh, uh, um, He's predestined all of it. He's just he's aware of it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Just like I, I love this. Uh, you know, my dog loves to eat meat, um, and so if I throw a steak on the ground, I know he's going to go eat that meat, right? Yeah. That doesn't mean I made him eat that meat. It's just I'm well aware of the fact of what's going to happen in the situation. He's going to eat the steak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so as we dig into this steak right here, uh, Colossians one verse fifteen said, "He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. And so he is all-knowing. He's created all things. He knows all things. So don't think that he is devoid of your situation. Right. God sees where you are, but we don't seek him out. James says that we would, that we would pray for wisdom. Right. If we lack understanding to pray for wisdom, then God will give five. us to liberally. Yeah. And so, so that as we continue to dig through, the, the, other, the other character trait of God is, is his power. It's called omnipotent, and it's all-powerful. Matthew 19, verse 26 says, But Jesus looked at them and said, With man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Right. And so he can do anything. He's in charge of all things. And then the last one is 1 John 4, 8, which I love. He said, mm. God is love. Right. And our world has done a great job re- redefining love. Right. And when I mean great job, I mean terrible job. And so when we see, when we hear the word love, it can be so, so destroyed, so, so um, abused. And so if we can look and go, God is love. And what does that mean? You know, and, and, and I see that because even as we try to acknowledge someone's downfall, we're, they're like, you're, you're not, you're not loving me. Right. If, if you acknowledge my my my, sin, my, my mistake, yeah, my, my brokenness. 
And God's like, no, because I love you, I want to acknowledge where you are. I want to help you move forward. Right. So these four traits of who we can, of what, how we can be certain in God is so, in, so important. And so, you know, when, when I think about what we can do and how we can move in this, in this uncertainty is to move in what's certain. Get off of social media. Right. Just like we said, if you're still scrolling through, I would like to challenge you that if, you've, if you have a pattern of how you've been encouraged and delighted in social media, can you send me, you know, info <laughs> at known legacy? I'd like to know your pattern of how you're like, oh, and at the end of this, I feel better. Right, right. Um, I'd love to hear that. Dig in the truth. Search out the truth of who God is according to his word. We've talked about this before, but I would challenge you to make two lists, two lists. Um, one, to say God is. And you can start with these four verses. God is everywhere. God is all-knowing. God is all-powerful. And God is love. And every time you get in the Word, just if you see a scripture that shares about the character of God, write it down on that God is list. Right. And then the second list, I'd put that I am. I am according to the scriptures. All the ways that God has cast on you. Just like we've talked about. Fearfully and wonderfully made. More than a conqueror. You know, a masterpiece. uh, You know, that that we're created for good works. That we are are, uh, made to accomplish great things. That we're We're redeemed, we're forgiven, right? Yes. That stuff, absolutely. And so we we make these lists. That's the tangible that we can do right now. In the midst of uncertainty, we get certain. And then finally, we lean on what's certain. You know, Deuteronomy 3, uh, 31.6 talks about the fact that we should be strong and courageous don't be afraid for the lord is with us wherever we go right god can not leave you so like shadrach meshach and abednego they lived that they leaned on the certainty of god and said even though there's uncertainty on the fire and the expectation is this is going to be the end they did not move away from but they leaned on the certainty of like my god can save me and even if he doesn't he's still going to save me because that's who god is Yes, and I've got one more verse for you that I want to leave you with once I can find it. It is Isaiah chapter 14. And I love this verse because cause the enemy's having a field day today, and he thinks he's going to win. He really does. I yeah. really do believe that he's like, I got this one. Like, I don't know if it's truly he's read the scripture and went, oh, crud, I'm going to take down as many people as possible with me. Or if he thinks he's like, I got the plan, and I'm going to ruin everybody. Right. But I love this verse. So check this out. This is Isaiah 14, verses 12, and I'll read through to, to, uh, to verse 19. And it says, How you are fallen from heaven, O day star, son of dawn. Now, the day star, obviously talking about Satan. Yep. It said, How you are cut down to the ground, you who laid the nations low. You said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven above the stars of God. I will set my throne on high. I will sit on the mount of assembly in the far reaches of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will make myself like the most high. But you are brought down to Sheol, to the far reaches of the pit. This is my favorite verse. Those who see you will stare at you and ponder over you. Is this the man who made the earth tremble? who shook kingdoms, who made the world like a desert and overthrew his cities, who did not let his prisoners go home. I always picture this geeky little dweeb in his tidy whities <laughs> like freezing on the floor, and I'm like, that's Satan. Right. And I said, this is the one who deceived us for so long. This is what's going on, people, is we are being deceived by the great deceiver. Right. He wants you to believe that he's more powerful. He wants you to believe that he's stronger. He wants you to believe that he's going to win. And in that, we... we we alienate ourselves from community. We alienate ourselves from God's word, and we forget that God said, in my word is power. It's sharper than any two-edged stone, greater to, 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 to split apart soul and spirit and to, you know, the bone and the marrow and to say, I can, I can pierce this stuff right. and get to your heart to go, you know what's true. Right. A follower of Christ, you know what's true, and your family needs you to see 
they need to see that you know what's true right and live this out so i saw a great meme the other day and i, and I thought it was actually a very it was it was actually encouraging it was one of the few things that i've seen there lately that are encouraging and it was basically this hey parents make a decision yeah. stay home or go to school but at the end of it make the decision and then pray and trust god yes and i think that's kind of what our heart is like saying. correct in the times of uncertainty Seek the scriptures, make a decision, and then trust God as you move forward. Yeah, you will screw up. With your boots on. With your boots on. You will screw up. You're going to screw up again. You know, I feel like yesterday I had to apologize to my, to my son again because I was like, we're at that point in teenage years where all of a sudden you just lose it at one moment. And you're like, huh, would you I stop? Know you know, and you're like, yeah. hey, you know, it's like, oh, so w- would you stop tapping? <laughs> would you stop tapping? <laughs> would, you, would you stop tapping? You know, and like, and they know that you know that they heard you and, right. you, you know, right. and so you're like, so I'm like, man, I'm sorry, buddy. And in the midst of this, we're going to screw up. We're going to make mistakes. You might think after, after nine weeks or six weeks or whatever, you're, you're a lot of time to, is, hey, I'm going to bring my kid to school. I'm going to take him out. Guess what? It's okay. Right. You make a decision, but it's the certainty beyond that. It's, it's, it's the truth of who God is that we lean on. So parents, followers of Christ, we have an opportunity now to be courageous in this time and say, God, I'm going to lean on you. I, nothing makes sense, right. but I'm going to lean on you because God's word makes sense. And us followers of Christ, I mean, we've seen movie after movie, story of story of how people have walked away from this, from this word, and they've forgotten that this is 100% true, always and forever. Right. So I think it's time for us to step up, to say, I know that these are certain, here's the things I can be certain in, and we start walking in that. Well, and I think ultimately that's Jesus' call for us in Matthew 5. He says, you are the city on the hill, you are the light of the world, you are the salt of the earth. And it's not that it's something that's in us or that we're trying hard to, it's the fact that because of the certainty of Christ, we can be a safe place for people to run to because of the certainty of Christ. We can bring flavor and life to the people around us because yes. of the certainty of Christ. We can be a light in the darkness. Yes. And uh, that's what he's creating in us. Yes. So let's go and do and be and yeah. become who God's created us to be because this isn't a time to hold back. This is a time to be bold in who we know and what we know to be true. Right. And live in that certainty. Always seasoned with grace. God bless you guys. Thanks for uh, listening to us today. Check us out on Instagram at Known Legacy and uh, Facebook, Known Legacy Ministries, uh, knownlegacy.org. Yeah. And if you can, head over to the website and uh, sign up for our email list. We're uh, yes. going to start doing a, a monthly uh, a newsletter type thing, letting everyone know of the conferences we have a chance to be at and uh, leadership things that we're doing so um, yeah, definitely sign up on stuff yeah sign up for that and uh you know bill's working on a book and so that book should be done <gasps> here in a little bit oh gosh we're just barely birthing a baby right now i don't even <laughs> worry about that so um we're grateful for you guys thanks for listening yeah god bless you guys have a great day thanks for listening to by dads for dads on the known legacy podcast look for us on social media under known legacy or go to www.knownlegacy.org to stay connected For booking or questions, email us at info at knownlegacy.org.